0: All right, we're back, baby. Welcome to issue 13 of TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood back Dr. Joe. And as always, it's my hunking crime. Friar, my man, you and I, Woodward, Bernstein. We kill it every week. That's doing, right. Man?
1: I'm doing very well, thanks, Doc. Uh, how are you doing after listening to... The X Men interview that we had earlier in the week on the uh, Change My Mind. Oh, I'm so fucking
0: jealous. Pardon my French.
1: <laughs> <laughs> didn't take long. That
0: did not yeah, take long. Awesome. No, that was awesome, man. That was so. That was. I mean, same with same with all you guys. It was a staple of my Saturday mornings. Uh, I mean, that cartoon. I think I've mentioned it before. Is what got me into comics. I mean, you watched. I watched He Man and Ninja Turtles and all that stuff, but X Men. Made me want to go out uh, to the comic store, buy X Men comics, buy the trading cards. Remember those X Men trading cards, right? Mm-hmm. Those things were fucking awesome. And then that spiraled into me reading Batman and Superman, and it really got me into comics. And so, listening to that interview, you guys did a great job. Uh, Wes actually asked a question, or, or it wasn't so much of a question, but made the, you know, the, the statement that you know how they were able to be really the best adaptation of the the phoenix saga yeah you you fail that. time over time uh, in the movies just effing brutal yep um the cartoon i actually watched it the other night um uh that, that i think it's like a five-parter um awesome mm-hmm. stuff I, I mean i love the interview i love the book um i flipped through it you know almost on a nightly basis you learn so much stuff and they were very interesting people to talk or to listen to it, i should say
1: that's right. You got the book too. And, and it's, and it's been a great read. It's a great coffee table book to have a thousand percent. The art in it is yeah. freaking outstanding. Any art from the comics, Jim Lee, uh, everything. So I, I really enjoyed talking to them and I, um and look, in, you know, we had Scott Snyder on before we have yeah. now had, yeah. And now, and we had Adam Lawson too, and we don't plan on stopping. We do not plan on slowing down, Um, but we're going to keep them surprises as we, like we yeah. did with the X-Men one. We didn't, you know, you guys didn't hear about that until, I think till after the interview, you knew about it, but everybody else didn't yeah. hear about it until Goo tweeted, I think, about it. <laughs> could, <Right>. could, <laughs> could not contain but it was weird timing too, because I went and was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw that Disney Plus has reconfigured their trailer for the X-Men animated series show. They're not using the the theme song for the show, which is ridiculous, because that's their, the show, one of the show's greatest selling points. Yeah. But, I, uh, it's just, it's weird timing. And they talk, I mean, you know, they talked about what, you know, the decisions that they made back then, some of the difficulties they had dealt with. And that was in the book too, but there was a little bit more to it in the conversation with us. And they talked about the MCU. They talked yeah. about some of the Fox Marvel movies. They talked about the X-Men. I mean, that was the last, the last thing too. Like if you guys are like, what's the most important thing that came out of it? It was the last question. I think goo asked it. Yeah. What, 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 what do they think about bringing the X-Men into the MCU and like how it would be done and all that stuff. So just like,
0: yeah.
1: They, yeah. Yeah. These yeah. are the people who know the X-Men when it comes to shows and everything better yeah. than anybody. Yeah. And they gave us their take on that. So we really enjoyed it. And uh, and we had, like, had a lot of fun. So hopefully we'll talk to them again soon. But we're going to talk some more X-Men today, I think, with, with my book. I'll tell you, you know, we'll hear about that a little bit more. But first, Doc, we have What's New This Week, where we start off every week. And last week, actually, this is not technically new, but last week, The uh, it was seven secrets from Boom Studios, the third issue that came out, and I was behind, I did not read it prior to uh, issue 12 of TLDR. And I've been saying that when we do, when we get you know, three issues in the book, we do a three issue review or whatever, and instead we've decided I'm gonna probably talk about this book after the first arc, something like that, so that way everybody knows whether or not they should go buy it when the time comes. But I'll tell you right now, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Um, as opposed to thumbs down, because I think that this is—it's a little—it's a little different. We're dealing with some some di- you know dynamics that you're familiar with, but I really enjoyed it, and um, I know you were—you've picked it up, right? You're waiting for me to talk about it on the show before you read it. Well, I read the first issue, okay.
0: and I loved it, but I haven't read it since. I purposely have okay. I read the first book. but I'm gonna stay away because books can go up and down after you read the first book, right? You can, you can read the first issue, love it, and then it just effing nosedives dives uh, after that so I, I read the first issue it was great I love the premise of it but I purposely held off because I knew you were you were uh, itching to read it and uh, I thought you might want to do
1: an issue on it and speaking of nosedives and boom studios for that matter you are you know the, the doc the one rule that we have on this show is a doc rule and that's if, if it's an issue one boom studios book you got to pick it up and you did that with Mega Man and the third issue of that comes out this week have you read it or not I did. I. I didn't. I'm not buying
0: it. I'm not going to continue with it. Uh, thumbs Ooh. down. Ooh, a rare <laughs> thumbs down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rare, rare thumbs down. I just can't get past the art choice of Mega Man being that his neck is ten effing feet long. Um, so brutal. There's a great. There's a great story. Though. This is just a great. This is a great instance of that. There's there's great bones there. There's, there's a good story there. But I've really, I've, you know, I just. I flip the page and I look at it and it's so off-putting to me. I okay. just – it's not <laughs> it's not something that I want to keep spending my money on and keep reading. Maybe if, you know, when the trade comes out and if it's on sale or if it's on Comixology Unlimited uh, for free, then I might download it and read it and uh, not – but I'm not going to keep spending, you know, four bucks a week on this it reading The story something.
1: had promise though?
0: The story had promised, That's you know, so bad, and, and 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 not all of the it was just Mega Man, really. Uh, it's just I could kind I could of, important. Kind of yes. important when the main character, you don't want him looking like a chooch. Uh, <laughs> so I just it's a, it's a rare swing and a miss for me. But like I said, if I could find it free or discounted somewhere down the line, I might I might grab it again because it was interesting enough, just not
1: enough for me to keep reading. That's that. I mean, I, we saw it coming. My, I saw it coming a mile away for sure. Because once you you oh, brought yeah. up the neck thing, it, it, you can't. It's one thing to have weird artistic choices. It's another thing to have a weird artistic choice with a character, property, whatever that people uh, love. And Mega Man is yeah. definitely one of those characters, especially for gamers. And yeah. you screw that up. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just it's it's kind of unforgivable. Yeah, yeah. Rare, rare swing and a miss for Boom. But you know, you win some, you lose some. But Boom had a couple of big books that came out this week. I have not read this yet, but it's the final issue of Power Rangers: Dragon New Dawn, issue three. Now, a lot of you know, there's a lot of three issue uh, miniseries going on right now. And we're loving it. And we're going to be talking about. Actually, uh, you know, I'll get to that a little bit later on. What's new? Before I spoil anything, but you had uh, was it Wind that came out this week, right? Yeah. So Wind uh, five came out this week, mm-hmm. and I
0: was under the impression that it was. Uh five out of five. It was just a mini series. Right. And and so I was I was I was getting ready for a bittersweet end because I've really enjoyed this book. And then James Tynan drops a fucking bomb on Twitter. I tagged you in it, that part two will be coming out in May. So I don't know if this is a situation where sort of like once in future where it was only supposed to be five issues and mm-hmm. then they said, okay, well, nope, it's, it's doing really well. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna continue it on or if this was the plan all along, but I, I like that, that there, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you get these arcs, you, you know, you get, you know, five, uh, issue arc here, six issue mm-hmm. arc here, but it's all continuing. This is great. You, you tell people it's five issues and then boom, you know, there's a little hiatus and then another five issues is coming on. So, right. Uh, I have loved this book. This is one of my guys, and I can't wait to uh, do an issue on this down the line.
1: I think there, I think it's starting to happen with some of these smaller companies, which are, I mean, Images is gaining momentum. I mean, we, and Scott said, Snyder said it to us when we had him on; like, Image is doing something special right now. Boom Studios, same frigging thing. They have, they're, they're doing really well, and I think testing out certain books, having them be five, six issues, you know, out the gate, and then seeing where things kind of go from there, re- reassessing after issue three, makes. Yeah. It- ton of sense right now and i i remember seeing it with with uh what was it once in future which is a dark horse comics book by aubrey citizen who actually launched a, a kickstarter campaign this week called beef bros i actually had a whole preview for that on geeks worldwide he told me about it a little bit before it got announced and it, I'm, I'm probably going to back that it looks pretty interesting you know we talked about the trap recently we both yeah. backed that as well which is involved yeah. with lance briggs and or, i'm sorry he's one of the writers on it yeah. But it's just – seeing those shorter – those five-issue, six-issue books or arcs and then just ending it there, it just makes it, – it carries so much more weight. And that kind of will go into what I want to talk – some of the stuff I'm going to talk about a little later with the Marvel book that I have picked out. But yeah. before before we get into that, Marvel this week, uh, no books that Doc and I are picking up, but Black Widow colon Widow's Sting issue one is out. And if you picked up Shang-Chi, issue two of that is out image big week over there undiscovered country issue nine which i talked about over uh, on on World I wrote about excuse me it's this i think was the best issue of the book yet doc and i know you've read quite a bit of it since i devoted an, an uh, issue of tldr to it i cannot yeah. remember w- what issue we did that on but either way I, I think i think the ninth issue of undiscovered country is the best one yeah i think it has the high i give it a 9.5 and that's the highest grade i give i don't give 10s other than like the, the X-Men book that, that the Luke Lee Waltz put together. That, that's pretty much it. So uh, did you have any image books that came out? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, Philadelphia, um, mm-hmm.
0: number nine came out this week. Um, haven't had a chance to get to, I was, I, I tried feverishly reading a whole bunch of comics, uh, this week. Cause a lot, a lot of good ones came out. Um, uh, nail biter returns, uh, number six came out, Ooh. uh, this week. And I, uh, did an issue on that, uh, a couple of issues ago. Issue 9, I believe, uh, 9 or 10. Um, And Department of Truth, uh, speaking of uh, James Tynan, uh, came out this week. And and, 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 and Keith, if you're in here, buddy, you're going to want to read this book. It's it's conspiracy theory heavy, man,
1: Uh, and it's good. You've been very high on this one. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, yeah I, I i got it i don't know Key's probably gonna wait till the trade of that comes out the cross he, does. he, does, one, he does have that patience what it's one for him to keep
0: his eye on for when it does uh, when the trade does drop
1: definitely and i'm gonna be, i plan on reading those two i'm sorry and you said you do want to do an issue on that later on you think Department of Truth. Oh hell yeah! All right, so hell I'll wait. Yeah. yeah, I'll wait. That's you know what? I'm starting to realize that unless I get on a book right away, if if you were on it first, I'm gonna have to wait. It's killing me. Like <laughs> like Archangel Eight. I have the I have the friggin' trade sitting right here next to me, and I I can't read it. I'll get that one queued up for you, buddy. I'll do that one right out of the, right out of the gate. Now that we're uh, we're finishing up Dorktober tonight. Good, good, yeah. Because I and you got and if there's one that I have to do that with too, you got to tell me because I don't want to keep you waiting yeah. like that. Like, I, I'm not really complaining, but it's like I'm dying to read this book. But I got honestly, Doc, I have so much stuff that I have. Like I have TKO books that I gotta get, you know, going on. I have some other ones that I hadn't tried before. I haven't. I still haven't read the first issue of the of Autumnal. Oh. I still haven't read that yet. So I'm yeah. I got I got a fucking daredevil too, you know. Oh, actually, well, actually, oh! I went and picked up some stuff today, and I told you I kept forgetting to get it because one place that I, I go to two places, one has it, and I'm uh, one I'm assuming doesn't. The first place I go to doesn't have it. Went to the second place, finally friggin' remembered to pick it up. Oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. And the fifth, I think it
0: was the fifth issue. Um, this is and this is was almost my first spoiler first issue of our show uh but the fifth issue so it should be in, co- in it should be covered in that trade uh is one of my favorites in the whole series it, there's uh, something happens in that book you just commit uh put the cover art on that book uh was tremendous absolutely Uh-oh. tremendous.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and work to catch up on that one for sure. I mean, I'm I'm excited. It's definitely moving towards the top of my list because I know how much you love it. Uh, Dark Horse this week had another Stranger Things come out. Uh, Stranger Things Science Camp issue two, which I didn't I didn't even know uh, there was a previous issue of Science Camp. But for anybody who likes Stranger Things out there, and then there was a new Hellboy that came out, which but it's Hellboy and the BPRD. I gotta tell you, Doc, I. Read Hellboy stuff. I know a lot of people didn't like the movie and everything, but I didn't hate the movie because the way it, the way the comics are, they're so bizarre. It kind of fit, but I thought that was a terrible move, like a terrible decision for the movie because you're trying to draw in as many people as you can. The, yeah. the, uh, was it Perlman, right? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. he's, His movies were his first one, especially. I was enjoyed, good. Those. I so, enjoyed yeah. those very much. They did a good job of those. But the other thing with, with Hellboy, and I don't like, go and look at the, the solicitations for, for, Dark Horse a ton, I don't read a ton of their stuff but I'm telling you man, like I never know when, when Hellboy's coming out at all, I have zero clue whatsoever, so it's, that's always freaking frustrating, it sh- that shouldn't happen, that's an easy way to turn somebody off, by the way, speaking of Dark Horse, I ended up reading the um, uh, what was it, Assassin's Creed, Valhalla that's that, oh, okay. that, the first issue of that came out last week Yeah, pretty good, pretty good okay. I'm definitely going to pick up the next issue of it I, I, I think I will want to stick it out but I, I'm not going to say like it's the greatest thing ever I'll All wait for right. a thumbs up or thumbs down on that one. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how many issues there are going to be of that because the one I read before, although it was with Titan, it was only two issues, and I don't know. I don't like Assassin's Creed. I don't know what's always going on there, but I'm excited for that show. By the sure. way, I saw that got announced this week. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. So then we have. Let's see what else. Vault. Okay, you got a couple of vault books. Yeah. So uh,
0: before I so uh, the autumnal, as we mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, issue number two came out this week. Um, man. <laughs> awesome again another awesome book it's it's there's this this mystery going on in this town and it's it's it again it's up my alley because it's a little it's a little bananas it's a little out there and (laughs) but it's so wonderfully written and the artwork's great um again this is is probably one that i will be dedicating an issue to unless it just again noves dives you know out of nowhere but uh great mystery Spooky that this this could have been had they been more issues into it. One I would have chosen uh for mm-hmm. Dorktober, um, but I, yeah, yeah, it would have been one that I had chosen had it been on issue four by now. Ooh. I probably would have done it tonight. Ooh, it's as, a little you know, spooky, I little, like that. Little spooky, but like I said before, it's it's a mother, it's a mother and a daughter are the two main characters, mm-hmm. and both badasses in their own right. But there's there's some, there's some. Some demons there, not spooky demons, but but you know inner stuff. You know, there's a past there that I can't wait for mm-hmm. you to find out um, uh, and discover. So uh, the autumnal, uh, tr- tremendous series so far, and then the next book, uh, I've been I've been waiting for this. This is another one of those books that's been heavily heavily um, pumped uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's called Giga.
1: Uh, yeah, watched. you mentioned like, – when we were texting as we are getting ready for the show, because Doc you – know, surprise, surprise, Doc, and I text about the books that are coming out all the time. Yeah. I, You told me about Giga, and you said you've mentioned it before. And I was like – for the first time, I was like, I have zero recollection of you ever telling me about this book. All the other ones I may forget, but once you bring it, I was like, oh, yeah, this one I have no recollection whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like I said, in passing, I think
0: on a few issues here and there uh, about books I'm looking forward to. But this – I mean – the, the, the premise of it sounded great uh, and it just you just see people tweeting it out tweeting it you know you know they they're really really pumping this one uh, big time and it wasn't my cup of tea um, I'll, I'll probably give it another issue uh, but it's it was a little too heavy handed with sort of these religious overtones and undertones and that is a I'm not here to say religion stinks. I got a problem with religion, but you know, I I have a little, I have a hard time sometimes when it's it's heavy handed and it's it's sort of so like preach like preaching, preaching like people yes. need to be more religious type of thing. Like- well, yeah, the the, the 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 setting of the book seems to be very you know based around sort of this cultish type religion, sort of with these. I mean, the the idea of it's what intrigued me was these these giant mech bots right you think of um, you know mech and Warrior, and mm-hmm. but these giant giant you know robots that you know fought in some war that you don't know of you know you don't know they didn't tell you you know why and then they kind of went dormant but they're allowing people to inhabit their bodies and they're viewed as gods and I'm just reading it it was kind of slow and you don't really know what's going on a lot and then it didn't for me it didn't get interesting until like the last two pages and it was a fairly thick book oh, you can't do that and the whole time kind of like okay i was i was at that point where like okay let's just get to the next page get to the next page i'll give it another
1: book we'll see but so it's not anti-religious like you're dealing with like with preacher or with constant right dang it right it's not like that's, that it's- that is my wheelhouse a thousand percent. that is probably my favorite stuff
0: yeah, no, it's not like that. It's like, you know, all hell, you know, these uh, I don't know. It was kind what of culty and then? I don't know. Was it was it my cup of tea, but I'm willing to give it another another to, book. To
1: each his or her own, right? I'm sure there are people out there that like that stuff, but I mean, yeah. when I think like when I'm thinking when you said it's too religious, I was like is, are they preaching it? Like is it like are you reading a modified version of the gospel which that sounds very strange <laughs> to me. If it was anti then I would – then, like, okay, that makes sense, but why do you not like that? Because I always feel like yeah. the anti-religious books as much – you know everybody, again, eats their own. I yeah. like reading those books. I always find those very interesting just because there's so yeah. many complexities when you're talking about religion and whatnot, especially Christianity. Yeah, was so, very, this was very heavy-handed because the religion
0: is based uh, around the, the robots. and uh, I just – that was a bit of a, of
1: a turnoff for me. Worshiping yeah. robots – you never. I'm. You're, I'm never gonna get behind that shit. I'll never. Never, that. never. Fucking Skynet's happening, baby. Don't. Yeah. don't, 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 don't I, I, I. I thousand percent agree with that.
0: We may those have assholes get... at MIT are teaching fucking robots to be fucking sociopaths. Why what? do
1: they need to be Good able to walk company. and stuff? Yeah. That's, Fuck that. Uh, nope, yeah. nope. 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 I nope, hate that. Nope. Stuff. I didn't know that you felt that way. I'm so glad. This is why we get along. This yeah. is. This yeah. is why because I friggin hate when that's not happens. <laughs> like when a robot became a citizen. I'm sorry. No. That's yeah. not OK. No, that nope. doesn't happen. No, nope, we don't need nope, that.
0: No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, nope, no. We don't. We no, 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 I no, 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 no,
1: Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> OK. Anyways, so then we have at IDW this week. Now, there's only one book that matters coming out of IDW, And it's honestly the if if there's one DC book that matters more, but this is the other book that matters pretty much close, to, close to similar amount, whatever, is uh, The Last Ronin. Issue one, which is a TMNT book. Doc and I both read it. We are going to give it the same treatment. We are giving three jobers to tell you about a little bit more in a few minutes. But last, Ronan, Doc, what did you think of the first issue?
0: Oh, man. I mean,
1: so this
0: book was announced several months, a long time ago. you know, Yeah. Pre-COVID. And then yeah. there, was, there was some issues uh, that arose uh, between Eastman and Laird. I don't think you see Laird's name on the book. Um, so uh, I believe been, you do. Maybe you do, but but they pushed it back a little bit because they they changed. I don't know if it was uh, the writing team or if there was. Some, but uh, I, so that made me a little nervous about it. Like, oh no, is this gonna is this gonna fall apart? But yeah, Larry man,
1: has it, second billing on the book.
0: Yeah, that. So I don't know if that if he's he's got his name on there because original But anyways, I know there was. Something right. going on there with the writing team. There was some sort of shuffle, but man, it was worth the wait. This was oh man, just so good. The, the best part about it is, I mean, as the name implies, the last Ronin. So be careful, I don't, be, be careful, right? So I don't, it's it's not a spoiler because I believe it's in the synopsis. There's, there's one turtle left, right? Right, yes, that is that everybody knows that. Yes, yes. we don't know. What happened to the other three turtles? And you don't know who the surviving turtle is until the very last page. And it's just, just you're, you're looking at the panels and you don't know. I mean, you know what's going on, but you're trying to figure out who the turtle is and what's going on. And, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to, to get each month to get each and every one of these books because uh, they're setting up something special here.
1: I'm I'm excited to talk spoilers on that just for that yeah one of those topics that that, that yeah. topic alone of you know who the turtle is and everything, yeah. but and for those things, and oh maybe Doc spoiled it. No, that news is out there. People have like yeah. I. I I was checking, as I'm reading it, I'm like, are they going to tell us who it is, this book? Because it's going to drive me batshit crazy. Right. By the way, uh, Eastman and Laird and Waltz all have writing credits, uh, have story credits on the script credits, go to Waltz and Eastman, right. and then, um, yeah, they get, so yeah, it, it did get a little complicated, but absolutely worth the wait, and this thing has a million friggin' variant covers, too. I noticed that. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that's the right. problem with reordering it is that my shop, I just get, so I don't have the ability to walk in and, and and, you know, pick which cover I want. But the, I, I got a feeling that if you walked into, a, if you tried walking into a comic store yesterday and you didn't already pre-order this, I don't think you're going to get it.
1: Yeah, well, I was worried about that with Three Jokers because, so I, you know, as, as some of you may have put together because I review stuff for Geeks Worldwide, I have access to certain books in advance, one of them being Batman Three Jokers. But I knew the variant cover for Batman Three Jokers was going to be Red Hood, so I, I I knew I was like I called them on Monday or Tuesday and I said hey I want the Batman three the, the the next issue of Batman three Jokers and I want the Red Hood variant if you guys get it and they were like I think they were a little caught off guard by how specific I was it's like <laughs> like they said but we'll hold one of the regular ones aside if we don't get that and I was like yeah sure but I'm like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get it like they, they, yeah. there's no way you're not gonna get it because the yeah. other thing is too doc and I caught this along the way or leading up to the book I saw that it was going to be. You have um. There's a Joker card, right? A Joker card with yeah. each issue, and then you get yeah. Joker with Batman, Joker with Batgirl, that and girl, and Joker with Red Hood. So i been yeah. waiting for the Red Hood one. So once <laughs> I saw the Red Hood cover, I'm like, "This has got to be on the Red Hood." And lo and behold, as they show there me, the, was, as baby. they show me the cover, I see the 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 um the card yep. sticking out of the top. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, because I, I was a big <laughs> baseball card guy. and so I have superhero yeah. cards and stuff. I love that stuff. So I was so, yeah. so pumped for that. Show. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, a- so, I mean, so again, we're going to give Last Ronin the, the Three Jokers treatment, too. We'll be talking about it, you know, with the, the upcoming issues. I think the next one is November 16th or something like that. Yeah. And then when we get to the end of it, we will do spoilers at the very end of whatever week that is that episode, like we're going to do today with Three Jokers because the third issue came out. Also from DC Comics, Red Hood 50, final issue of Scott Lobdell's run, which – look, it's just – he did – he he's he helped me fall in love with the character a 1,000%. Keith was the one who kind of steered me in that direction, and I I still love the character in Lobdell. There was a lot of good memories with him, but it needed to come to an end, and look, we got the whole future state coming up and everything, so we're not going to – I don't know like if the team that's taking over for Lobdell for 51 and 52 are going to be sticking on, but – what we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm just glad that it's going to be something different. The artist uh, Paulo Pantella was really good. I would have. I wish, looking back on it, when they did the the uh, redid Red Hood's outfit, I wish they had had this guy on instead of uh, I think it was. You know, I'm just gonna not say who the artist is. Just be nice. But like it's. I wish it had been him. This guy's a little bit better. I I just I like I I, I don't. He's not my favorite artist but he's a lot better than what we had beforehand. Like there was two artists I think beforehand I just thought he he fit the characters and some of you know all the outlaws pretty well. John Constantine Hellblazer issue 11 came out and that has been doing really well. Cy Sproyer is tweeting about that book constantly and that's coming to an end with issue 12. I really enjoyed the first trades out. I highly recommend you guys picking it up. Actually, this is this is one of the weirdest it wasn't one of my favorite issues of it. I don't I might actually have one of the lower ratings that I've given throughout this series, but it's still got a good, I still gave it a good grade doc, but it's one of the weirdest issues of the book. And after like afterwards, it's like, it had a lasting effect. I was like, yeah. Fuck well, it did its this? job then, you know? Yeah. It was, it's <laughs> like, it's still good. It's not at all bad. Every, I right. think every issue has pretty much been good at least so far. And it just stinks that this isn't going to last longer. But I think the pandemic is one, is something that uh, this book, one, this is one of the books that was hit hardest by the pandemic, gotcha. even though it's selling well, apparently dark Knight's death metal rise of the new God. Very important book for DC fans, and again, I I reviewed all three of these. I'd say even if you're not reading this event, if you give a shit about DC moving forward, or even before, um, you know, if you if you you know cared about it in the past, I think this is something that's worth your time, just because we're dealing with some very powerful individuals, as the title would imply. Also. I don't know if this interests you at all, Doc, but uh, I saw this. was a, I think this is a Black Label book. I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but it's the first issue. The Last God, Songs of Lost Children. It looks like we're dealing with an Amazon in here that's not Wonder Woman, and I don't think it's Artemis either. But something that's out, something out there for you guys if you want to look into it a little bit more. It's the first issue, and I think it's Black Label, and Doc and I usually try to give those a, a, at least a chance. But we will talk more about um, Three Jokers, which I know you're very excited about. We'll Very talk about that after we get into the books that we have planned this week. So that way, if you guys haven't read it or if you're waiting, whatever, you don't have to worry about fast-forwarding or whatever. Once we get to the end of X-Men uh, – well, my X-Men book, we'll get to that. <laughs> but I don't want to say which one it is. All right, Doc, you have an image book for us this week. Care to tell us about it? I do. I will. Uh, so we're uh, we are
0: ending Dorktober with probably the weirdest and – <sighs> I don't want to say most twisted book I've, I've chosen for this month, but it was definitely the weirdest for sure. So I chose uh, to end Dorktober off with a bang with Mirka and Dolfo's Mercy. Mm. And what's what's amazing and special about this book is that the writer, the artist, and the colorist uh, is all done by Mirka and Dolfo
1: freaking amazing like that's one yeah. of the reasons why i liked what was so uh i appreciated white Knight even more because you yeah. have sean murphy where he's doing he's writing and he's doing the artwork and i already liked the stuff to begin with but when i realized that's like holy shit now he had a colorist on it with uh, it was matt hollingsworth i believe yeah. who he does quite a bit of stuff with but to see this this woman doing all three together and and then i see when you sent me the cover for the team oh. that you do over on twitter I said, holy shit yeah She's a talented yes. woman. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she she's a talented woman and and the, the the cover art mirrors the art that you see in the book obviously because it's it's all the same person and so this is this is a twist of, and I I I was Thinking about it over the past couple of days, how am I going to best talk about this book? Nick and I, we we do our little you know show notes and we try and put synopses on there so as, we're, as we peek behind the curtain so we can get a better understanding so we can ask some some good questions. And I had a hard time with this one a little bit because you don't want to spoil it, um, and but it's sure, it, yeah. it's it's hard it's hard to you know kind of you know put together, um, but. It was so good, and the art was so beautiful. And I don't have um, physical copies of this book because uh, I got it all digitally. Uh, okay. but I I will post the pictures on Twitter later. Just she's so freaking talented, and uh, she's uh, she's a very sexual um, artist. So mm. there, there's there's some, some sexy scenes in there. Some nudity. Um, oh, so this is a book for Mac. It is a book for Mac. Lots of movies. Uh, (laughs) And it's a book for Billy because there's some bums, Uh, but it's also very gruesome too. There are just just some really like, oh yeah, gruesome, gruesome scenes. And so this is a book that takes so really jerks you around, uh, yeah, in more ways than one. (laughs) Uh, So this is a book that takes place in what appears to be sort of Victoria era. Um, Europe, whether it's it's London or, or whatever, so it's got sort of this this old timey feel to it. And the book starts off um, with sort of this incident that takes place in the in in, the, in a mine. So the name of the town is uh, Woodsburg, and it's the Woodsburg mine. And uh, something horrific happens, and there's a there's a group of people in there, and a lot of them die, but there's a few survivors. And then it kind of flashes forward a little bit. You're in the town. And, and there's this this Woodsburg devil uh, that has sort of taken over the town. So people are really scared uh, to be out at night because people are dying and they are dying in in gruesome fashion. Um, And so one of the main characters is Lady Swanson. uh, And she was one of the people that was in that mine, And her husband was one of the people leading that expedition into the mine to do these experiments that went horribly wrong. and then uh, the, the the remaining survivors um, uh, are become sort of um, demon hunters because of what happened, you know, in that in that mine. Uh, oh. So there's a mystery as to, you know, who what is the the the, the Woodsburg um, um, a devil they call it, and and then you sort of the mysteries unraveling around some of these characters. So uh, one of the characters is uh, is Lady Helene, a very, very beautiful lady, um, and her companion, um, uh, Goodwill. And so they, they come into the town because they want to start some business in there, but there's a lot of mystery surrounding them. And they throw a fancy party and invite everyone there to try and size them up, gauge them up. And, and there's a lot of great things that unfold um you know in this uh you know from this party and it's only a six book arc uh which is great so they they they, they tell a, a pretty tight tale the the only issue i have with this book is that they may have they could have maybe done it in five really a little little stretched out i mean, it's not a negative it's not a reason to not read the book but i think maybe they could have tightened it up just a smidge and had a you know five book arc but uh there's, a, there's is, it across,
1: a- is it felt across all the issues or is it just felt in like issues five and six or four and five? I would
0: say it's kind of you know in, in those middle issues, they could have maybe sped it up a little bit. It's mm-hmm. a li- little drawn out, okay. uh, but not not terribly. It's 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 a small gripe, um, if any, but uh, the artwork, the story, the characters um, are great. And there's another character. Her name is Rory. She's an orphan girl, mm-hmm. and uh, something happens um, where she believes that Lady Helene is uh, her mother, her missing mother. Is an, she's an angel? And so there's this this great relationship between those two characters. Mm-hmm. Good uh, Goodwill is is very shifty. Um and this is this is where it gets hard because I don't want to say too much more.
1: Yeah, um, I was wondering if the, the, the whole mother mix up there, if that's a spoiler or not. No, no, no. Okay. No, so then is, is Lady Swanson, is she yeah. the person that we see on the cover? Uh, no, that is Lady Helene. That is Lady Helene. Okay, so yeah, who's who is the main character, or is there even one? Well, I would say the main character is Lady
0: Helene. Okay. Um, you know, because she is sort of the centralized character that um, everything is revolved around, but uh, her companion, Goodwill, is very important. Lady Swanson and uh, her family is very important. Uh, mm-hmm. This little girl, Rory, um, is a, is a central figure. So I, I I would say she's A, and everyone else is sort of uh, that I just mentioned. There is either you know, it's, it's B,
1: a really oh. you know. Solid be there. So now you've talked about some books that give you jump scares or give you, um, you know, heebie jeebies just because it can get so gruesome. I know you said this one can get pretty violent, but when I think of Victorian era England, I think very much eerie. Like we got Sherlock Holmes, right? I believe he's during that time too. There's just always a constant like. Uh, fog around, yeah. England. it just gives it this weird ass vibe. Rat Ratigan, of course, too. But I haven't watched that in a long time, but like, who gets a ton of shit for liking that? I know he likes it, he, he praises that a little bit too much, but I actually enjoyed that a lot as a kid. Ratigan was friggin' terrifying. Anyway. Yeah, it's a classic, it's a
0: classic for sure. Yeah, it's 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 very eerie. Violent isn't the word I would use, gruesome, I would say, is okay. It's a- is the word I would use. But I mean, it's not to say it's not without violent acts, okay. but it's, yeah, it's gruesome because fairly early on, I would say by the end of the first book, things are okay. Pieces are in place. You know, you know where certain characters stand, you know, and, and, and but the art is, it's stunning,
1: you know. Yeah. I mean, she do the cover art too. This yeah. Everything. Oh she, yeah, okay.
0: she, she did everything but the lettering. Uh, that was Fabio uh, Amelia. Okay, uh, and it's it's very dark. I mean, the the colors that she uses throughout the series are 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 very dark, blacks, deep purples, um, you know, reds. Um, so you you very much get that. Sherlockian Holmes kind of feel, you know, that just that Victoria era London or Victoria era Europe to it, the way they're, they're dressed, the way, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they carry themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, It is just a stunning piece of work um, to, to not only just look at, but, but also read. And it's, it's unlike anything um that I typically read. This is not a like I know I, I like like Nail Biter and, and Basket Full of Heads and some of these other horror mystery books um I I I read a lot. I read often. Uh, they're in my wheelhouse. This one's a little bit different. There's a little bit more supernatural to it. And I don't know if this is one that I normally would have uh picked up
1: on my own if it wasn't for some strong recommendations I got from it early on. Hmm. Okay. Well, honestly, doc, when, if you, if you're bringing it up on the show, obviously that means you like it. So that's, that's for me. That means I'm, I'm, you know, inclined to give it a chance already. Then I see the cover art and I'm like, this, this looks awesome. And then I find out it's the same it's going to look the same as the interior art pretty much because the same person that did it. That's a huge huge bonus because I used to hate that especially with yeah. when you do with Marvel and DC you get that a little bit more where you get these very covers and then you're expecting that especially as a kid yeah. and it's like oh what the shit? What the you know, shit you, is this? You don't, you don't know as a kid and then it's like the, oh the interior art's, you know. And I get it like now obviously we get it but it's just it's so disappointing as a kid. When you don't know any better, and it took me a while <laughs> it took me a lot longer to learn that uh, lesson. To, like than I'd like to admit, but you know, you tell me all that, and now we're talking Victorian era, which I kind of got that vibe from looking at um, Lady Helene in on the yeah. cover. I think I'm going to like this book more than you did. I honestly, yeah, I, right. I guarantee, I'm going to read this. I'm really thinking, like, if it's a six it's six issues, I'm going to pick up the trade and maybe try and do that for the trade uh, our trade. I'm not guaranteeing that, but I feel compelled to because i really think i'm going to like this one a lot especially when i find out too the artist and the writer are one in the same like to yeah. me i couldn't i can't draw so like i, I have uh, you know I, I can write but i have so much more respect for somebody who's able to do both because that's just an unbelievable like this is an unbelievable pair of talents to have
0: yeah in my opinion. it's uh it's it's tremendous and 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 I don't want to give the impression that, ah, this wasn't like my favorite book. I know I, I enjoyed it uh, very much. It's a very, I, again, I'm not doing, I'm not talking about a book on this show if I'm not absolutely in love with it. But, right. you know, it's just, it was just, it's different. It's, it's different than, you know, all, all the other books I've read. It's probably, I was thinking about this earlier, one of the three weirdest books I've, I've read, period. Hmm. Um, I would say I, um, Jeff Lemire's Family Tree, which I'm currently reading. Uh, this one, and then um, oh, what was the other book I I was reading? I was like, oh shit, that's a pretty weird. Oh, come back to me, but it's definitely up there. You know, it's one of the more, you know, I like some out out there books. Right. Um, and this this is this is definitely one of them. And then last week, oh, you
1: die, it's me, a weird book. What is die is a weird book. die? Yep, die die is twisted. Die is, um, die. There's a song, too, that I listened that I was listening to when I like crushed – like a binged Die, and I cannot yeah. remember for the life of what the name of that song is, but it's a rock song that I I, I hadn't listened to in a while, and I listened to it again, and it instantly made, think, made me think of Die. Ah, tremendous. It, so it, um, okay, I don't know if anybody's ever heard the song, but Asking Alexandria is the band, and then the song is – what is it? They Don't Want What We Want. I think is what it is. It's just so. It's such a weird ass song, and to me, it just fits the vibe of of, of all. Oh, I'll have
0: like, to get that song Listen to it. See if I get the, the same feeling. But
1: yeah, this is definitely one of the more weirder books. But again, it's just so
0: stunning to read, and the story is great, and the conclusion, you know, is very satisfying. Um, it, it ended. Um, it ended wonderfully. I didn't really, you know, see that part coming. So it was it, it, she she did a, a fantastic job. Um, and so last week you asked me, rank my book yes. books. Yes. Right. So I, I've got him here. So um, something is killing the children.
1: Numero uno. You don't start the list with one. Didn't you listen to Dork's episode? I, I just no, Fine. I'm going down. I'm doing this stocks way, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm doing this stocks
0: yeah. way. All right.
1: And it's not a countdown. I'm ranking it. and I'm starting with the best, okay. baby. All right. kill, kill the children. Okay. No shock there. That's boom, right? That's boom. Yep.
0: Philadelphia, uh, number two. Rodney Barnes. Uh, just this one is gruesome. This one is violent. This one is just, it's so good. It's so original. The idea that John Adams, right, is this fucking vampire it was just so weird yes uh, yeah it's fantastic um nail biter number three um and then basket full of heads number four and then rounding in uh you know uh, at the end is, is mercy right.
1: so which um, i know i'm gonna like this more
0: yeah I, you know and you probably will and I, I i can't wait to hear what you think about it maybe maybe this is uh what you picked for trade number two who knows mm-hmm uh but uh I can't wait to hear what we say what you think about it and we can we can talk about because I think you'll get what I'm saying was it's a hard book to describe and it's a hard book to talk about without um uh, spoilers because some books you can like you could talk about it and da-dum, 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 and you and, and you can I can't just talk about a book apparently without spoiling
1: it <laughs> well I mean, if, are those wondering with the trades too? That was we did that with issue ten. We'll do that again with issue twenty, where we still talk about a new book, but we reflect on a book that we have recommended to one to one another. I, like I've read, I'm, I'm reading Once in Future. I'm going to be reading Daredevil. I'm reading. I'm re, on on top of Die now too, and I think there's a couple others. But I, I got I, Doc's got a lot of great recommendations out there, and, and he's read some of the stuff that I've given him to Undiscovered Country. <laughs> yeah. And you, what did you talk about when uh, for? Excellence, um, and, yep. yes. Which, and then you read uh, *City of Demons* too, yep. John Constantine book. So, for and for those wondering, uh, if you haven't listened to the uh, Dorktober October issues of TLDR, Doc did uh, *Nailbiter* and *Nailbiter Returns* in issue nine, which was the first issue of the month. He did *Philadelphia* and number in issue number ten, number eleven was something killing the children, and then last week he did *Basketball Heads*. Of course, today yep. we're talking about Percy. Now it's time to get a little to dial back the spookiness a little bit. And then kind of talk about something that you know we, we had again we had Erica and Julia Lee I on mean, Eric and Julia Lee I don't want to keep saying I want to keep saying it, Erica it's just weird things <laughs> going on in my head but husband and wife who wrote the X Men the animated series and show ran it it was they did not obviously we love they're like we said at the top of the show they're why we are into all this stuff from you know from the get go I wanted to talk about X Men books knowing that they we were going to have them on and I asked Doc there's there are two X Men books that I'd like to talk about one is definitely a little bit better than the other but one kind of like one is more similar to what they did and then there's another x-men book that's kind of like on the nose and dealing with those same characters i decided to go with the one that's a little bit more similar to what they did and this one is by tom taylor who is an outstanding writer and i'll get to the other credits in a second but x-men red so this is written by tom taylor the artwork in the first six issues was by Mahmoud Asrar, who helped with the redesigns or was in charge of the redesigns of the characters in, in, in their outfits, really—you see, you're dealing with similarities in their outfit stock, but where uh, you know the shirt I'm wearing right now, where we have the the black circle around the X with the. Um, Red coloring in for those who are listening. You just don't have the yellow. We're not dealing with yellow and blue. It's just the black circle with with red on the inside of it. So that's that's the the big the only real difference to their outfits there. Some changes. Jean Gray looks a little bit different. Uh, we also have Pascal Alix, I believe, is I say his name. He did the annual and then Carmen Carnero was issue seven and eight, and then. Roger, I don't think it's Rogue. Roger Antonio did issues 9 to 11, which may have been – I don't know. I like 1 through 6, but 9 and 11, those were both really good colors. were by Ivy Sforcina and Rain Barreto. They switched off somewhere in the middle of uh, the run, and then the letters were by Corey Petit. Now, with the Marvel books, right, we talked – actually, I'm going to show off some of the covers because what got me into this, we had X-Men Gold was X Men Yellow, it was X Men Gold and X Men Blue, I believe, that were already kind okay. of on. And then Red comes out of nowhere. I'm like, what's this? And okay, Tom Taylor's writing it. So that I didn't realize that at first, but once I knew it was I was like, okay, yes, of course. But what won me over was when I think I saw it might have been on comicbook.com. I did not get this from Marvel, but when I saw that my guy Gambit <laughs> was on the covers, and I was like, okay, if he's actually in this. And it's not just a cover that has Gambit, then I'm going to read this because I can't get enough Gambit stuff. We've ta- I mean, we talked about Gambit a little while back with the uh, Marvel uh, – was Marvel Universe or what is it called? Whatever it was called back then, the, the, the reset over a few years. Yeah. Where it was – he was good, but they've, there's been a – I've read a lot of Gambit stuff, maybe all of it, and it, there's a lot of stuff that you know leaves me frustrated afterwards. Of course, Deadpool v. Gambit or Gambit v. Deadpool right. is one of the most frustrating things ever, but – when I find out he's in this, okay, awesome. Now we get Tom Taylor on board, okay, awesome. The first cover, and I have, I only, I don't have the trades. I read this as it was going on. This is, you got Jean Grey on the first cover, and she's on a few of the other ones too. And this one's awesome. But the, my number one favorite cover from this arc is also one of my favorite covers ever. Okay, and, and the I, one you sent me? The one I sent you, and the one I Doc tweeted out from his Twitter account at Doctor Joe Gilmore. If you know, If you have Gambit in there, I'm absolutely in. I prefer you have Rogue in there as well, too. Of course, Mr. and Mrs. X and then the uh, Rogue and Gambit series. I did enjoy those by Kelly Thompson. I prefer you have those. I like X-23 a lot as well, who is also in this, as is Honey Badger. But I think my power rankings for X-Men, I'm not certain where this guy falls, but he's at, he's got to be at least in my top five, and that's Nightcrawler. And I, This cover doc... Is friggin' outstanding. You know, the awesome. problem with him is, right, he looks like a demon, but he's supposed to be peaceful. But it's not like he doesn't look angry necessarily. It's just that's how he looks. Well, for right. those who aren't, are, uh, you know, go check out Doc's Twitter account if you guys aren't watching us right now. But this this cover, he looks like everybody. the thing that everybody fears. He's yeah. got the red eyes and everything. And it's just, oh my God, one of my favorite covers ever X Men Red 2. So you guys can go look that one up if you're not watching us, but I, so we have, so I said already, we have Jean Grey, we have Nightcrawler, we have X-23, who's going by Wolverine at this point. I think she was the all new Wolverine right now, um, or at, at this point in time, because it was a couple years back. We have Storm, who comes into play. We have Na- Namor Gambit, Gentle, who's from Wakanda. We also have Honey Badger, who is a clone of, I believe she, she's a clone, she's a Tom Taylor creation, and she's a clone of X-23, I believe. She's, you know, you know Wolverine family either way. And, she she's also in the, the I think it was a twelve issue X twenty three run that was going on right around this time. Tom Taylor did not write that, but I enjoyed that. It was very if you if you're just looking if you have a kid who's like looking to get into books but they 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 can't get too dense into stuff. That X twenty three run might be something worth looking into. It was a, the one of the fastest reads I've ever had. And I like the character, I like the action, but in terms of reading it, that part left me unsatisfied. I just felt like it was always like a car chase. But there's like no like. Anyways, I digress. We're talking about X Men right here. Honey Badger is one of my absolute favorite characters too. Uh, She's my as much as I love Gambit and Nightcrawler in this. She steals the show. She's funny. Doc, honestly, I could see someday like if you're if keeps reading the books and stuff, when she gets old enough and, and you feel comfortable comfortable with her dealing with some of the violence that comes in these books. Of course, it's still Marvel. We're not talking about you know mercy or anything. Uh, she like. Honey Badger is a character you should introduce her to. She's a wise cracking son of a gun and you're going she'll like So her. this is a character I have no idea about. Zero okay. idea about Honey Badger. Let me see right? if I Honey have, Badger? Honey Badger. So she's um her name's Gabby. She is essentially X23's sister because she's oh, Okay. Hot. I, don't, I again, I forget if she's a clone of X23 or just another Wolverine clone, but just so you can kind of get a look at her, she's on issue 12, uh, issue 11, the final issue of this series, okay. right here, right there. Yep, that's her. Okay, so she's you know, she's just a kid version of X23, like, like more where we see Laura and Logan, she's kind of more that age, and okay, and Laura's more. Probably in her late teens to, to mid twenties. You know how sometimes it's tough to tell in comics. Who knows? Yeah. But so, so somewhere in that range, in their sisters, and she's just she, where Laura is this grim, angry individual. Like Honey Badger, just always cracking wise. Gotcha, and yeah, gotcha. this ended right before Powers of X and uh, House of I'm sorry Powers of Ten and House of X. And so it's like I get why it came to an end, but I was I was not happy. Like this is eleven issues, it's going strong. Tom Taylor is freaking outstanding, and all this. And the thing that was so good about this, like the reason why this is a good representation, or a, not pays homage, but it's just, this is what the X Men are supposed to be. Just like the X Men, the animated series was. We're dealing with characters who are grounded. Yeah, we got some crazy ass shit going on, some high stakes, but they are dealing with real problems. They are dealing with human issues. They are dealing with. The shit that mutants had to deal with in x-men the animated series and it's just like, why why is this a thing and it but the stakes are raised because of who's you know kind of pulling the strings which you find out in issue one who's creating a lot of problems and what this individual has done to create even greater issues and i and we also meet a new character who I, i'm totally burying that too a new character named trinary who is a uh, I believe she, she's a technopath. Yeah, technopath is a word. So she has techno te- telepathic abilities. She plays an important role in all this too. We get team ups. We get cameos. We're we're seeing them fighting old friends and, and like in dealing with you know, enemies we're familiar with. All this stuff. So it's, it is. I really I really enjoyed it. If you've been dying for some good X Men stuff and you're frustrated with the events that are going on right now and just can't get into it, you got turned off by the powers of of ten or House of X. Go back and pick up X Men Red. I think there are two trades to this. At least I know the first one came out. I'm hoping the second one did too. Totally worth your time for, for anybody. It's it is my favorite one. Yeah, it's my it's my favorite X Men book that I think I've read in the past few years.
0: Is it one complete story arc,
1: or is there a couple of arcs to this? There, there, it's, it's essentially one. One complete story, but it, it like I think the tra- the first trade is six issues, and it, it, it like it's a it makes sense, but they deal with the whole issue the entire time up until till eleven. And I honestly, Doc, like I don't feel like they dragged it out. Okay, like, maybe it was one issue too long for the arc, but by and large, it was just it was. I really enjoyed it. They have good they have good humor. They have good action. They have they, they stuff that you know things are important that go on. So I, I enjoyed it.
0: Now, do you feel like this was ended because Marvel had given the reins to Hickman yeah. and they had plans to do House and Powers and the new run? Um, yeah, they had that's to. A bummer. That's a bummer, a bummer. Because, I mean, House of X was great. I've, I've said that time and time again. House of X and what Hickman was setting up there uh, was fantastic. I, I struggled a little bit more with Powers of X because it was a little more meta. It was a little more heady because it took place like 10, 100 you know, thousands of years in the future.
1: Mm-hmm. And Yes.
0: So, okay, okay, and then, I, uh, I, I can't, I can't stress enough just how disappointed I am. I guess it's, it's gotten a little bit better over the past couple of issues, but I'm out, I'm mm-hmm. out on X Men, <laughs> which is a bummer because it sounds like X Men Red is fantastic, and I know there was a lot of downtime with X Men prior to this. Like X Men mm-hmm. has really had this. Up and down where it was you know, yeah, was, Tom uh, Taylor
1: was, just I mean, we see what he did with deceased, you see what he's doing with Suicide Squad now, and he the guy just throws friggin' heat and he yeah. killed it with X-Men Red. He did an outstanding job. I really he's enjoyed it. And, sounds like they should have given the keys to the kingdom too, not Hickman. Exactly. But you know, like that's where like when people cr- like DC does make some mistakes, don't get me wrong, but they have generally, I feel like, gotten the better. Talent over the years, and that's why yeah. I usually want to give one of their books. Between the two companies, I'm usually yeah. going to give their books a chance first, and usually I'm not disappointed. And yeah. you know, you look at the event too, right? We talked about Snyder with, with Death Metal. We've you know, we've talked about a ton how well he's done with it. Well, it's it's like we don't see that with the Marvel events. Like it's just no. so much with those things. But oh, X Men Red, I highly recommend it. You're not going to go wrong with Tom Taylor. He he just knows how to raise the stakes and make shit crazy yeah. and make you uncomfortable. Well, it's, and it's not always as easy to do when you're dealing with these important properties.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's great. He's he's up there with the best of them. So I'm definitely going to gonna go back and give this one a go because, you know, we – I was out of comics for so long, so I missed a lot. You know, I missed – I don't know if we can talk about Joss Whedon, right? He's a bit of a prick at it, apparently. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: but his, his X-Men run was supposed to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I've got to read. This I've got to read, and it sounds like sort of everything in between is is really hit or miss. And so, X Men is one of those properties that you want to be at the top of its game always. And when it isn't, it's so disappointing. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm I'm excited to go back and,
1: and check this one out. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely one that. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I almost wish more with X Men that they just did little. Like when they did, like Rogan Gambit, I wouldn't recommend that to most people. Mister and Mrs X, I wouldn't recommend that to most people. That's why I ended up not doing going that route when I talked about Gambit. I, enjoy, I, I, I like Kelly Thompson. I think she did a really good job with it. I don't like the stakes aren't necessarily quite as high for everybody. But if you like those characters, you will enjoy the the story because it's just we don't get enough of them as a couple. You know, and, and that's and that's partially what makes them so awesome you know in general but like we always want more of that and we finally get that here so you're dealing with certain things that maybe the average person doesn't love them wouldn't care about as much like you're not a, you're not a gambit rogue guy like that's not you're not die hard for them right
0: no i love gambit but i'm not you know right. i'm not like all about them shipping you know right. as the kids
1: would say Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. So, but anyways, I guess I, I so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that to you. But if you like those characters a lot, then you're probably gonna enjoy it. But anyways, we, we, we so those are our two books for this week. It's time to get into spoilers for Three Jokers and talk about this a little bit because I've been dying to do it as much as I want to talk about X Men Red. So again, the third issue came out this week. I got the Red Hood variant cover, which is just. So frigging. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that is that is the tits. Pardon my yeah. French. But it, that's- it, so this is oh. by Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok, who've done who did an outstanding job with this run, from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Just I remember reading the first book,
0: and texting you. the first thing I did when I finished reading it is, Nick, did you fucking read this book? No. <laughs> Do it now. And then I did the same thing with this one. Have you read it yet? No. Do it. Now it was just, I think I said it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? I think I said, uh, you know, close the porn hub tabs and, uh, you know, pick up the book. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, man, just, it was awesome. It was, uh, it was, it was something fresh between Batman and Joker. Mhm. Because because Batman and Joker it can be played out. I mean, he's he's clearly Batman's greatest foe. Um and and you think, well, how how can they they give it something fresh and then they they, they release this tight, well-told three, you know, three uh book story and you know, it's up there. I I think uh, when I when thinking about it, when this is collected into a nice little nice little trade, mm-hmm. this will go up there with one of those must-haves. Yes. Long Halloween, Batman Year One. Mm-hmm. Uh, death this this will be maybe, maybe I don't want to, you know, on the Mount
1: Rushmore of Batman stories. Mount Rushmore. Mm, Maybe or just not of it. it. But but okay. the, to say that it's to throw it out there right now as part of the conversation, I think is 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 fair. But I think like look. It's so for those who haven't read it, or actually again, if you haven't read it, then you shouldn't be listening to us talk about this right now. That's just, spoilers, this, is your, this is your final reminder, okay? But we're dealing with three issues, which I think is just with with these black label. I, I love it. They're doing it with Last Ronin, too. When you're dealing with these darker stories, make them a little bit denser, charge us a little bit more, and and just keep it three books, and it, it feels perfect. But, yes, when you talk about you know death death in the family, you talk about uh, the killing joke, and we're dealing with all of that shit right now with these three jokers. We have the criminal. We have the comedian. We have, for a time, the clown and – Honestly, the, the what's look, Doc. You know, you got Red Hood in it. You, I, I was already gonna read this, but when you know when you got Red Hood in it, I have to get in on it. I have to. It's yeah. my guy, a thousand percent. And then <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna be, like, especially with what's going on with Lobdell. I'm gonna be in a, like. You better get this shit right for me because yeah, I'm I, jumping I have, for it. So I, I need it. So I, I, the first issue right away. I mean. This is the Jason Todd Red Hood that I want to be dealing with. He's got emotional issues. He gets angry. He gets, you know, we see later on he deals with other emotions that totally fucking caught me off guard. Yeah, and, right? Holy and, shit. Like, this is a guy who Batman cannot control as much as he wants to. And then we find out later on, which you know, maybe if you thought about it, you probably already knew. Maybe I've thought about it before and I just forgot. But it's like, why doesn't Batman really just put a like put an end to this? Obviously, not yeah. killing Jason Todd, but turning him in or whatever it's like he can't he yeah. cannot do it and it was out like when he said that it's like oh yeah, yeah you can't because it, yeah.
0: it's close too. oh and, and 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 we're in spoilers right so so how yeah. about when fucking batgirl looks at him she goes you do that again i'll unmask you myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. oh just the 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 emotion and and you got from all three of these characters and mm-hmm. and 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 the intentions uh to their actions or lack thereof was just so i can brilliantly written and just just done because there's there's a panel where, where 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 you know jason todd is saying, do you know who he is and he says no but the artwork you can see in batman's eyes he's holding something back and then you get that at the absolute end which i no way in hell did anyone see that coming and you're just like,
1: oh, that was so fucking good. Wait, he's, yeah. So, so when, when that was the thing when we like when I texted you that I had finally read it, I was yeah. a little bit annoyed because like we don't get a fucking name. We're not gonna get a name at least. Come on. Like I I, I get I it. I like that, he, that better. It, you know what? I thought about it after I texted you because it's like okay, it's crazy that he has a family. It's crazy that he has a son. Because, like, is that are we going to get a Joker son later on? Or what does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. But then I thought back, and I, and I went back and double-checked it. Is this the Joker? Because it's the comedian. Is this the Joker that dreamt about having a family? And then, lo and behold, yes, it is. So this guy is, like, for all this time, and, and that's where I was like, you're right. It doesn't matter if we know his name. Because it's always been, we don't need to know his name. We don't need to know his backstory. But you know what? Not knowing his name... But knowing there is a human side still within this friggin' monster, this monster who's who it seems like is the one that created and started everything, yeah. he does have a soul. He does miss having a family in, in, in to some extent. Holy yeah. shit.
0: Yeah, it's just another layer. Like they they did it. They they they've done something, like I said, to Batman and Joker's relationship. And they did something to those characters that is new. There's a new layer there. Mm -hmm. It's a new depth to each of those characters, right? Because they've been around for how long? (sighs) And you're still finding ways to to inject some mystery. Yes. And and, and like I said, I love not knowing who the Joker is, Mm -hmm. right? And I didn't – you know, my takeaway when it showed that he had a family and a kid, I – and I'm typically very cynical, but my head did not go to "Oh, we're going to get a Joker's kid story now." Mm-hmm. It just didn't go there. To me, it was just it was just part of the story. Like there is this hidden family that only Bruce Wayne and Batman know about, mm-hmm. and they've got no idea, or at least hopefully the, the son has no idea. But it just that's just it. That's just something that's completely different. And that, mm-hmm. so that, to me, that never crossed my mind. It opens the door, obviously, because people can, you know, future writers can go back to this story and then pull that in and then do their own thing with it. But right. in terms of just this particular story, oh man, they, it was it was fresh, it was new, it was just, it, oh, it elevated those characters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then and then I'm dealing with, with we got this this love thing going on here because yeah. they have the shared trauma with, with Jason Todd and Barbara Gordon and all the meanwhile, she's dealing with her dad, you know, chirping her, chirping her ear too. Yeah. And, and Bruce talking about, what, you know, him knowing and everything I was like, I, I, cause we've had Barbara and Dick Grayson before we've had that whole thing that's gone on. And, and I, to me, that one makes the most sense, but then you get her and Jason Todd and it's like, wait a second. <laughs> Hold up. Because also, I remember with Red Hood and the Outlaws, and I'm I'm pretty sure there was a fling at least with Starfire and and Red Hood, but it wasn't like a, a real thing. At I know that because then yeah. she ended, ended up taking um, uh, Arsenal and and um. Anyways, so it's like this is another case of that where Jason Todd and Dick Grayson are falling have fallen for the same girl. What the fuck, dude? What is the matter with you? And, but <laughs> that's him. He has a serious identity issue. And then yeah. talk to me. I'm a hopeless romantic, and I see him leave oh, that man. note to her at the end, and then it just falls off. First of all, and don't hang it on the door. Slide it underneath. Yeah, it's, yeah. Don't it's no freaking brainer. and. But still, and then it gets stripped away. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This poor yeah. bastard just is never, ever allowed to be happy. Just what No. The fuck?
0: Yeah, that was that. Oh, again, right? You're giving characters depth. You're giving them layers. And this harkens back to the first issue where you got, you know, it, you got Batman. It shows you all the panels of his scars and the stories behind them, the same thing with Barbara, the same thing with Jason Todd. And it, it shows you that, and it brings back that connection, that thing that they all share, that trauma, right. Mm-hmm. That they all share. This book is just full of, of trauma and, and not just like the trauma that's going on in this book, in this particular story, but just the, the backstory with all these characters that we, we know and, this book is very emotional. It's very, it's, 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 I don't know if it's sneakily heavy, but holy shit. The, my favorite thing about the whole story was, was in the end where Batman, you know, has to save the man who killed his parents. Right. Yeah, right, he, he has he has a choice to make in that moment. Batman has a very human choice to make. He can save the guy that killed his parents. The reason that he is who he is as an adult and as a hero,
1: yeah, Invisible um, forever,
0: right? Or that human element that let the fucker die, right? My parents will finally I mean, get that ultimate justice. It's
1: not murder, and, right? Yes, if you're yeah. not doing it, let it happen. Right. But
0: yes. he he not only chooses to save him, right? Because that's inherently who Bruce Wayne and Batman is. He's the tortured soul that has to help and save everyone. Mm-hmm. And in that moment he 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 continues to to be not Bruce Wayne, but Batman. Yeah. Because that's who that, he is. Right. And then in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Joe, I mean Joe Chill, obviously doesn't know, you know, uh, uh, you know, Batman is Bruce Wayne, but he he gives a heartfelt apology, shows remorse, and Batman forgives him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, forgives yep. him, right? Yep. Holy shit, that alone is is something you've never thought you'd see in a Batman story.
1: You're right, I never right? It, it, that wouldn't, if You know, Doc. I think because I care about Jason, Red Hood so much more, I was so focused on all that. Where and that's where, like you know, at the end, we're dealing with the heartbreak for him and and, yeah. and Batgirl. That hit me a little bit harder than the Joe Chill stuff. But the Joe Chill stuff is is just as important as what we're talking about with the Joker at the end of yeah. that too. How always right. known always this is the first week i think it was yeah it's like for like i am i am Batman like i've known who yeah. the joker is forever yeah well, hold the phone what <laughs> what okay bro. okay bro okay bro fine yeah, yeah. seriously you're right the jocho stuff is pretty shocking because this it, I I guess the the forgi- the forgiveness thing to me is more surprising than him saving yeah. his life because to me yeah. Batman's gonna do that. Batman will always yeah. do that, and Bruce yeah. Wayne is secondary to Batman, so he's always yeah. gonna do that. The forgiveness though is it was was a shock, but man, him saying like, I've always known who the Joker was pretty much. Like, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, 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 and, so, then,
0: and the fact that he's let him continue to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the yeah, Joker is mean, a that, but, but like. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, you could, you could write a fucking class on this story, right? The psychology of it. And, mm. and, uh, oh, yeah,
1: because it, it's, it's, I just think it's that layered. It's that. It probably, it, there could probably be a psychological class on like You practice a course on the bat family in general between with Barbara. Yeah, and with I mean, I have herself.
0: it. I've got a book. They have a book. That's at the psychology of Batman. Uh, they've got one, uh, on Superman. But the Batman one—it's—it's—it's—it's wow. well, it's, it's, it's literally a bunch of you know PhD psychologists got together and wrote this book and broke down the character of Batman. And I mean, there's 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 so much there. That's why I said it, it's difficult in 2020 and beyond to come up with something fresh and something new and add layers to mm-hmm. these characters that have been written for decades. And right. that, I think that's
1: what makes this book um, fairly special to me. I th- and that's why I say when you're trying to figure out how do you do Batman on the big screen, how you de- – is not Batman. DC on the big screen, you do it through the Bat family. I've been saying that for a while since they started screwing stuff up because that is another element in all this too. We've touched on, but it's like th- there's the family element of father and son f- butting heads. We have the son who's just this rebel without a cause and angry at everything and wants to do whatever the hell he wants, which is where – Jason Todd is at his best. Red Hood, being a rebel like that, I'm so happy with how how they handled the character. You know, like Jeff Johnson, that's John, By the way, we haven't talked a ton about the art, but favok I mean, he just feels like I feel like I'm watching like a Netflix like limited series or movie. Like it's outstanding yeah. what this like, – yeah. it's, it's fast-paced and, and we got action and all that and, and he did a really good job there. I love Red Hood's look and his helmet is is awesome. But it's that's what I'm saying. The yeah. family – like the family element I think is something – that the average, like, superhero movie or show fan, doesn't necessarily know as much about. Yeah, they know there's been Robin. They probably know there's been multiple Robins and that there's a Batgirl. But if you start bringing in Red Robin, Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, you know, uh, Orphan, Batwoman, like, it, it's just a what the what the hell going on? It's this whole mess, and you can do so much with that. And I think that's that's what they've missed out on as they've tried to go about the things with the cinematic universe, but you know, they, they're, they're doing whatever now. So, but like, it's, I, 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 I did an outstanding job of this. I love the series. I recommend it to anybody who likes Batman, anybody who love likes me. Red Hood. anybody who love likes like. They need to give Red Hood the
0: Logan treatment.
1: In. Right? The, in the, the sense
0: of you got to make a movie about Red Hood mm-hmm. in the same style. And say like, like what they did with Logan.
1: Yeah, right. you got to build it up for though. Gritty,
0: noir, right. Yeah. But he's, he's that good of a character that yes. you could make a rated R movie. Yes. A gritty,
1: noir this, um,
0: this This
1: next dark. season of Titans is going to be important oh, for the oh, character yeah. within the company yeah. going forward. There's a lot yeah. – like this kid, I don't know how much he feels the pressure. I forget the actor's name, but there is a ton of pressure – for him to do well, because this is a character who, who, who I think has, I think red hood is one of the better selling books for DC or at least It had been for a while. And it's, it's a property you need to, and you know what? I think like, this is a tiny thing, but you know, before we wrap things up, but we saw the reveal of the new red hood look. And I touched upon it you know, with Wes during, uh, you know, the news and changed my mind, but we saw the logo is the newer one. We had, he has the helmet and he has the leather jacket that we're used to seeing, but, when they did, um, when they rebooted his uh, Red Hood's look, he had a different like it was more like a mask instead of having the Batman logo across his yeah. chest. I liked because now yeah. no one's going to be confused if I'm wearing a Red Hood shirt because, like, it's a different <laughs> character, not Batman. But more importantly, like, you're trying to make that character more identifiable. He needs yeah. a symbol, you need to know him, and if you're going to go and introduce that. Because that's the that's the logo he has now. It looks like in the show. If you're gonna go and do that for the show, to me that says like we have more plans for this guy. We want to sell merch. We want to see how he does. So we're trying to test, test stuff out. Because I gotta imagine, it's like having his own logo. It's gonna make a difference as opposed to just yeah. being like, oh, it's just a Batman logo. Like the average parent's not gonna like it, as much as Batman sells. It will throw things off. I would. Yeah. Say. So yeah. I think that's and huge.
0: He's his own. He's his own character at this point, right? So you you want him to stand out. You want him to take off. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you could give Red Hood the Logan treatment. You, I mean, I could very yes. easily see a rated R, noirish, you know, gritty style movie starring you know with Red Hood as the central character because he's he's that layered, right? You can touch into his origin story. People will get it. You know, even even novices well, to his like story.
1: It. People will and like if, it, Doctor. got a bit like they like. He, and if you're gonna do that, like that's that's a movie. I agree with you. Should do well. It, it I think it'd be appealing to a lot of people. But you need to build build him up to the average viewer more because everybody yeah. knew Wolverine when Wolverine hit the big screen, and by the yeah. time he was Logan, like probably double the amount of people, if not triple, knew who yeah. Logan was. So like, you're gonna have more yeah. investment. That's just my opinion. Like yeah. I don't. I, I look if they come up with a Red Hood noir next year, I'm watching it, and I'll watch it over <laughs> and over and over again if it's good. Yeah. But if you want to be successful, I just think you gotta. Them up a little more, well, yeah, because 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 Logan is uh,
0: Wolverine. I mean, he's yeah, he's the most popular, he's probably top one of the top popular. five popular characters going. Period, probably,
1: probably Spider Man, um, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Wolverine at this point, right? Yeah,
0: but that's the other thing yeah, too man. is that you could make the movie and maybe the expectations are low and it blows everyone away. Mm-hmm. He's just that good of a character that you, you, he would need and are. Right, backing yeah. and behind, and and you know you get something cinematic, and like I said, gritty and noirish, and give it that feel that Logan had, and I think it would, I think it would be absolutely fantastic
1: i'll tell you what with the way everybody's starting to feel about villains as much as people love anti-heroes you, know, you look at infinity war right and i know i think mac at least mac feels the way i don't know about goo but they like infinity war more than they like endgame they, they feel it's a better movie and that it's a thanos movie. right? you deal with the villain more. when you have that strong villain it makes yeah. such a huge difference and i know red hood is an anti-hero but i like red hood the villain as well yeah i think that when you bring him into the DC – you know when you bring him into the DC universe, like the the live action stuff, yes, you should be bringing him in as a villain already just because you know, we're talking about origins and everything. But I think that you keep him more on that villain line as opposed yeah. to what they've done in the commentary. He's kind of that anti-hero because right. here he's an anti-hero, but he is mu- he's much more teetering towards the other direction like he was with the original Red Hood and the Outlaws, which is what I want. Like I want the I mean, guy – like put a fucking bullet in Joker's head exactly that's the that's that's my red hood hesitation boom he just he just did it and that's what that's what makes that character unique absolutely all right so this week again we mentioned at the top we have the x-men the animated series the interview with the creators of x-men the animated series erica eric doing doing eric and julia (laughs) leewald i am so sorry eric but we have that on the change my mind channel you guys can go listen to that if you haven't already doc you have you have twitch tonight Yep, so I'm going to do a little mini stream uh, So if
0: you want to see Doc scared shitless uh, Tune in in a few moments I'm going to play a little bit of Resident Evil 7 mm-hmm. I imagine I'll last probably about 10 minutes um, But then following that Somewhere between 9 and 9.30 uh, I will be hopping on I'll be ending my stream Hopping on Shime stream mm-hmm. uh, Where Shime, myself uh, Mac uh, Rich Keefe oh. Ryan Davey Wow Look at that whole oh, um, uh, dark where's the hell my invite uh, right, right. well he threw out there in the chat you have work <laughs> uh fellow streamer my my boy um adam bert at it's bertsky will be joining us as well as i think jacob morocco from um, crossing state lines podcast and a few others so we're going to have a good group of people playing among us nice. uh, so this is this game is is all the rage i've got no idea how
1: to play um but we're going to give it a go should be uh should be good Nice. I mean, I, I am going to try and watch a little bit of that if I can. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited for this, but also uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you check out the hashtag Dorkshared Universe Facebook page. If you listening to us in audio form and there's obviously in all the, the, the shows there, which by the way, speaking of on PCP, I believe Billy teased something you and him have going on. Yeah. Like, we're,
0: can, we're cooking a little something up.
1: Can you, what is it, can you tell us anything more than that? Uh, well, uh, I don't, uh, I don't want to give anything more
0: away than what Billy gave away on his show, but uh, it's a little, it's it's a little, little fruity, little pineappley. Uh, okay. So, so people who uh, there's a certain television show that Billy and I enjoy very much. Oh, uh, pineapples are a uh, central theme. Okay. So uh, we're we're excited to get that going off the ground uh, sometime
1: in the coming weeks. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. I am excited for that. All right, maybe we'll maybe Billy. You have to ask Billy if you can tease a little bit more week by week as we get as we get closer to it. Because I am, Sounds I, good. I'm excited. For Doc and Billy, I'm all about that. <laughs> all right. So until next week, Doc, stay sexy. You know it.